Thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris Emke. And this is Diesel Performance Podcast. We are out in the L5P today. Yeah. This is the I Build My Diesel Truck. Yeah, so I think we have a good uh, a good episode for you guys today. We are in a 2021 um, L5P Duramax Denali 6.6. Yeah. Too nice for us. Too nice for us. That is an <laughs> understatement. Um, so for our listeners, let's just do kind of like a brief rundown of the truck. What, is, what is it? So yeah. L5P Duramax 6.6, 10-speed Allison. Um, any of our L5P enthusiasts out there, for one, there's not a lot of 10-speed support right now. Almost So not. guys will do tuning, turbo upgrades, so on and so forth. And you do have to sacrifice some of the transmissions, characteristics, shift schedule, shift quality. Um, so, you know, guys have some complaints. Yeah, the, the custom engine tuning and specifically the stuff, we, you know, we provide over at Duramax Tuner, it's built to optimize the 10-speed transmission. So yep. it, it's designed to get the most we possibly can out of an uncalibrated or, or a non-tuned factory TCM. Uh, but like you said, is it, it's still going to leave you wanting. Yep. Uh, and one of the big things that they did on this truck was first they did the tuning, yep. then they did the uh, L5P Stealth 67 G2, I believe. Yep. Uh, a few other upgrades along the way. Did I catch? Did they get intercooler pipes or intakes or anything else no, under the hood? Not, not on this. So this this truck, uh, there's a couple couple cool things, new new things here. Okay. Um, but we did release uh, through Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner the Stell 67 G2 about a year ago now. Yep. Um, been a big success. Um, but we saw a little more to be wanted or desired in the 10 speed arena, and this truck actually is fitted with one of our new 64 millimeters. Gotcha. So you get the same high flow turbine, the same same high flow veins as the 67 G2, but we're going to a slightly smaller compressor being a 64. And ideally it's to work in conjunction with the 10 speed a little bit more in an, an efficient manner. Okay. Um, so better response. Yeah, I was gonna say, get that boost up quicker. Get that boost so up that quicker. way we can, we can um, use some of these short shift schedules exactly. that we have Since in the engine's RPM likes to run a little bit lower. Yeah. Um, and then we did a, a shift kit from uh, Ratio Tech in the 10 speed. Now this is really cool. So guys, if you've been following along last week, Jeremy and I talked about the Ratio Tech kit going in this truck. Yep. This is the truck that was behind us. Uh, so now it's in and I thought, wow, what a cool chance actually get out yeah, and be able to exactly. get to drive it after talking about it. So let, let's talk about the, the trans side of things, right? Even in factory form. So guys are yep. putting bigger tires. They have a 342 gear, you know, 37s, 35s, what have you. Then guys want to throw a turbo into the mix or just tuned in a stock turbo. Sure. There leaves some to be desired as far as some of the shift scheduling, shift quality, defuel is a big thing. Yeah, how is the defuel? And that's one that honestly, I don't think I've had a chance to talk about. So I've, I personally have only gotten to drive, like actually get behind the wheel on probably two or three of the 2020 and newer, 2020, 2021. So I haven't had a ton of seat time in these vehicles. Um, D fuel is something. God, I feel like we talked about it all the time with like LB7 LOIs. Yep. That was like that's every conversation right. included. That how is it in this truck stock? It's not bad. You know, okay. I think uh, I think where the defueling really becomes a big issue is guys that end up putting a bigger turbocharger on the truck the transmission really doesn't understand that torque output so it ends up hitting limiter banging limiter and then guys will be like the truck's falling on its face well it's the truck revving out the truck defueling the transmission's confused and it's just downhill from there yeah um 
So where the, the, the Ratio Tech kit comes in is it really does a nice job with, I don't want to say eliminating the defuel, but it gives you the ability to time the defuel. Gotcha. So the transmission is going to be a lot smoother in its transition in between gears, and it's not going to feel so, you know, exaggerated, truck falling on its face, banging limiter, coming up in power, <laughs> falling off. You know, the best way to describe it is it, it drives like a $70,000, $80,000 truck should. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's the kick in the pants on these, right, is, is you invest all that money you're so excited to get home your brand new truck you're ready to go show it off the first time you lay into it you are saddened and it's quickly. gonna be one of two things you're either gonna be with your buddies your buddies are gonna shit on you yeah or you're gonna be with your wife and your wife's gonna be like what the hell did you do yeah both of which not good outcomes. <laughs> not good outcomes at all so you know ideally you know these are new platforms you know yeah we're in the year of 2022 2022s are floating around yeah so there's only a couple years of these trucks being on the road and being that this transmission is a is a new style trans you know the aftermarket needs to catch up yeah. and that, that's exactly what we're doing so um, you know that's uh, this is kind of like that that first feeler you know we've done a handful of these already right um, with really good outcomes so um, when the boys over at I build my diesel they decided that they wanted to get some new updates we decided hey we're gonna try this charger on this truck uh, since it did already have a 67 um, but let's get the ratio tech kit in there just to help seal up the drivability and make it as refined as possible absolutely yeah uh, so the ratio tech kit it's it's general outcome at least from anything that I could read about it or talking with the with Jeremy and some of the other guys about it is that it's it's all about increased line pressure yep. right so if we can increase the line pressure inside of the transmission we're gonna have a higher level of holding capacity clutch holding capacity um, now, some of the other things that it does do is some modifications within the valve body, and I think that's what you're referencing there about, like, it's not like a tune where we can go in and, say, stretch out the RPM right. band before you go into a shift, but there are different pressures and different triggers giving, that are going to be modified. We're maximizing fluid capacity's uh, ability to flow, right? So um, opening up some of the pathways for fluid to flow, we're helping with, like you said, line pressure for better clutch capacity and, and holding power. The idea is, is to get the transmission to operate as optimally as possible with added torque that we're capable of creating electronically through the engine. Right. Right. Uh, so here we are, Chris. We're out on some back roads here, guys, yep. just uh, out around the general kind of Woodstock-ish area up here in northern Illinois. Uh, it's Mexico. A, yeah, yeah, Mexico. yeah. Mexico, Mexico, we call it, right? Uh, well, you know, here's the thing, guys. We're not going to go out and beat up somebody else's truck, at least not today. Uh, we wanted to go out and get some real-world driving scenarios yep. with it. want to see, okay, what is it like as we're going through some moderate shift schedules, some reasonable throttle inputs, and hey, I mean, if, you know, Chris's foot gets heavier, my foot gets heavy, We'll let you know what the feedback is like for that as well. I mean, I think the, the bigger picture here is we are driving a 640, 650 horsepower emissions equipped L5P, which there's guys out there making 650 horsepower, right? This yeah. isn't the world's first. But what I think this is, is this is bridging the gap of a drivable, reliable 650 horsepower 10 speed L5P Duramax combo. Yeah. So yeah. leaning into it here. That feedback, so it's holding gear pretty yeah, well. Hold really good. Did I not mean, fall on its face as it went into the next shift. I don't know what gear you're in. Uh, yeah, seventh. Um, I seventh, mean, it's so eighth, hard to tell on these. Um, yeah, eighth gear. So that was a, a six through eighth shift, and that was from forty to eighty, and that was honestly like a fifty percent throttle. That wasn't anything aggressive. Just no, did not. But the truck really just it. You don't feel the exaggeration in the shift. It just it it smoothly goes into the gear, and it really sets you back. It keeps the truck in a really nice torque curve. Yeah. 
Yeah, I will say, um, I know I went out in Nick's 2020, yeah. uh, and we did some draggy testing. Me okay. and DJ went out, yeah. and I had him lay on it while I'm holding the camera. You could see me holding my cell phone, just... of rocking back and forth in the truck as it goes through each shift. It was horrendous. I mean, yeah. it, it felt like something was wrong, yeah. and that was just straight out of the box from the factory. Yeah. You know, that's just how it came. No, it's it's unique. You know, you when guys talk about the 10-speed Allison, I am... I'm starting to really grow appreciation for the added gears. Yeah. Because if you have this truck in a six-speed, you know, a 17 to 19 truck, everyone knows that it has an L5P. They're impressive engines. They the really battery. are. Very torquey down low. Um, but with the six-speed, you have like this RPM drop, right? And that's where like trans tuning is generally going to be warranted to help change the shift schedule. With the 10-speed, the 10-speed does a really nice job in the shift schedule around a factory-style turbocharger. Sure. Um, and where the 10-speed shines is, is you, you cut up some of the gears in the 6-speed to make up the added gears that make up the 10-speed, and it's just a, a slightly less RPM drop. So it has the ability to keep the engine right in its engine peak operation. Well, that is, yeah. I mean, there's always complaints uh, whenever there's like massive changes, especially to something like the Allison that has such a good name and is so well yep. respected and kind of revert, revered within the diesel community about being this smooth shifting, ultra reliable, ultra effective transmission. Uh, it's, I, I think, pretty safe to say most diesel truck owners really do respect the Allison. They yeah. really do love the Allison. We always hear guys talk about, I wish I had a Ford chassis with a Cummins right, engine course. and an Allison transmission. And I get that. Um, in the era of the, the mid, late 2000s, you know, you, you heard and read in the magazines, guys doing these. Everybody. Th yeah. These trucks are so refined these days. You know, I mean, this this transmission is actually a joint venture with Ford. With Ford, yeah. You know? We were so, just talking about that. You know, it's you're getting a reliable package right out of the box. You know, I don't know if I would say, like, from the engine side one engine is superior to another engine in the year of 2022 no um it's more or less you know do you want solid front axle you want independent front end you know do you like the gm badge more than the blue oval versus that's a ram badge <laughs> like you know well well and that's one of the things it comes down to is that once they made this big change in the allison where it went from six to ten gears yeah. uh i think a lot of people just naturally said i don't need it my right. six speed works fine what am I going to get out of a 10-speed? Well, if you look at average operating RPM and the relationship between average operating RPM and your final miles per gallon per tank, there's a clear correlation right. here, right? Is like if we could do the same work at a lower RPM, yep. we should use less fuel mile or yep. less less, less fuel. fuel to get the job done, which will give us better fuel mileage. Um, so I think a lot of the times there's this kind of push and pull between the demand for power from consumers the restrictions about uh, emissions yep. from the government, and then the the almighty buying question is what's the miles per gallon, right. which I do kind of find laughable. I mean, it's an $80,000 truck that you're buying to tow stuff with. Yeah. You're not gonna get good fuel mileage. This isn't a Jetta, right? Just like, it is what it is. Now, that being said, if you're the type of guy who puts a half a million miles a year on your truck, yeah. A half a mile per gallon is a huge difference right. in cost, right? right? So, so when, I mean, you, when you look at those type of things, there are scenarios where it does make a lot of sense to care very deeply about what the fuel mileage is. I think the big picture too is, you know, you, you come from an 06 LBZ Duramax. You put a, a quarter million miles on that truck. You know that that truck got, you know, 10 to 12 towing and it got 16 to 18 miles empty in a daily driving scenario. Yeah. And then, you know, you 
you got the money, you, you, you got the, uh, the urge to buy a new truck, and you go and buy yourself a 2020 plus Denali, and you go hook up to a trailer, and now that 2020 Denali that you replaced your LBZ with is getting eight, nine miles to the gallon instead of 12 miles yeah, to the gallon. Yeah, that feels brutal. That That's where I think guys have that initial impact where it's like, I should have just kept my old truck. So ideally, you know, you start looking at tunes or, you know, you talk about tire sizes because there are a lot of differences. There really Gear are. ratio, the transmission yeah. in general with the gears. I mean, the weight of the things, truck straight lot, out of the factory. Yep, yep. <laughs> and these trucks have a couple thousand pounds on a, on an LBZ era, you know, 06, yeah. 07 era truck. Yeah, that's something I know we learned, God, I want to say last year, two years ago at the sled poles when we were rolled up with the first L5P that we were going out to sled pole yeah. with an emissions equipped truck. And we hit the scales and it tipped 8,200 with nobody in it. We're all like looked at each other like it's an 8,000 pound weight class. Yeah. Like, yep. I guess we're good. You know, like yeah. we're not pulling And there was out. no added weight. Like, yeah, there was, no, there's there was nothing. Just a, bare just, truck. A, just a regular yeah. truck with a tune on it. Um, so there is, it's a lot beefier, right? There's a lot more mass to get rolling and to get moving. And then also I think one of the things I do like about the concept of a, of a 10 speed is we're not necessarily gonna get like quadruple overdrive right. up top, right? Like it's like, we're not gonna run that gear ratio down to the point that it, it just is ineffective at some point. Um, instead what we're gonna do is like you had mentioned before is we're gonna break up some of those intermediate yep. gears and we're gonna really look at the meat of it of when could you really optimize the truck to get better fuel mileage and not have it impact the torque right because that's what I want right that's why I got a diesel and not a gas is I want the torque I want to be able to pull through anything yep. so if I got a trailer behind us and I'm running up a hill I don't want it hunting all over the place trying to find gears and in and out of yep. gear and jumping around and that that's always been my concern well, it's just, it's all about when purpose. we get to, to 10 speeds it's all about about the purpose yeah right? what you're buying it for i think what we need to do here paul i've had a lot of fun in this thing yeah how about we switch seats get you in the driver's seat just kind of feel the raw power of this thing i love it but uh yeah i can't i can't speak enough uh good 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 thoughts you know good comments about uh just watching how that trans shifts you know uh, initial tow in you know the truck revs out to 2200 and then down to 1900 so you're seeing about a 300 350 rpm drop in between gear selection yeah it just keeps the engine right and it's happy so. <laughs> we'll pull over right up here yeah all right now for the record you think you can handle this Ooh, yeah i think we can get through it uh you know man i was looking back over some of our old ride-along videos and it turns out they have letting us dro drive um Quite a few trucks that are out of our range here, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've gotten behind the wheel of the Apache, Brett Keels, Twin Turbo, yep. uh, Short Bed LB7. Yep. Um, God, this thing really does just feel effortless. Yeah. Can I just say that? Just, just the guys, I'm, I am just barely towing into the throttle. Just, we got some hills. It's a narrow yep. road. We're out in the country, um, and I'm literally just using my toe to curl it. Just it just wants to go. And it does. Yeah. It, it, it's. This is that dream of when you drive the truck, right? Is that like you get in it and it's, you don't even think about it because it's just doing it just automatically. It feels almost intuitive. Um, one of the other things I was thinking back to is, God, I remember on LBZs, I feel like it was really bad. Uh, we had a rash of people who were just obsessed with running uh, shift kit only. They go trans right, Transco Junior shift kit, and then you go and you get in the truck, and it would just feel like a, a hammer yep. underneath the truck. Just every gear just felt like it was banging it was, into gear. It was a positive shift. Yeah. That's what you call it. <laughs> That's what yeah. you say about the comments. Yeah, oh, no, no, it's good. Uh, um, <laughs> the 68s. The 68s, dude. The 68s, I feel like we drove them when they first 
when we first started tuning those yep. six sevens, we we're like, man, this thing's a slush box. It short shifts all over the place. Right. And then once you built it, it was pretty standard that any build, it yeah. would just feel like a I, really violent positive that, shift. That was an era though too. Like, you know, you, you talk about shift kits, right? Yeah. Um, the way you modify a six speed, you know, with shift kits, this and that is different than the way you would do a, transmis a transmission to, to today's standards. Um, and we, we kind of proved that with the with the RevMax stuff, you know, not to get on a 68 tangent, but we know my truck, my 15, we had to send the trans back to RevMax. They did yeah. a bunch of updates. Night and day difference. Night and day difference. Truck no. doesn't even drive the same. It's so much more refined. There's no more bucking and banging. It's smooth transitions. Getting to this truck, one of the things, like, it's just effortless. You just get into the throttle. Yeah. But one of the things... We were talking the other day, Paul, and you were saying how your favorite platform, uh, Duramax, was LML Duramaxes, yeah, right? And like, for sure. we all have a special spot in our heart for the LML. Wow, going uphill too, yeah, going to the throttle just goes. Um, but we were talking about the LML and how refined the LML was, especially for its time, right? And then you get into a truck like this. How much more <laughs> refined is this over the, the LML that, you know, at one point we thought that was the most refined platform, you know? So advanced. Like yeah. these trucks in factory form drive nice. You know, we can pick apart, you know, okay, some of the throttle lag, some of this, some of that, right? Sure. Nothing's perfect. But this single-handedly is like a well-balanced combination. Well, and I'll say this too about the trans. It's like, you know, before, I think before anybody learns how a transmission works is they hear the word gears and they assume there's physical gears like right. rolling off of yep. each other. Uh, that's not how a transmission no. works. Automatic transmission works off of hydraulic pressure, pressure and clutch plates, commonly now. Yep. Older transmissions had some other options. Um, but that, that's generally how it all works now. And I will say this feels like what I thought of how a transmission worked before I knew how a transmission yep. worked. Does that make sense? It feels like there is one gear pulling and when I run out of that gear, another gear just simply takes over. Yep. Um, and that's the dream. Very progressive. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know? progressive. I like yep. that. That's a good way to, to describe it. Is it does feel like, well, like it doesn't have that drop. It doesn't have that that, oh no, I'm switching gears, I'm switching gears, right. I'm thinking about switching gears, okay, I've switched gears. And then gears. the transmission <laughs> drops so much in RPM that the turbo's gotta build up boost. Right. That, that is just the system either A, not working in sync with one another, or B, something being sized outside of what its actual operation's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, and, as, and I'll say this too, is usually when we deal with the newest platforms and we deal with the newest parts to modify them, yep they usually have issues up front. That's just I like mean, that, common, that's the risk, right? right? That, that's that's a part of what, no what one, you're testing. No one who has ever said, I want to be the first to the market with something has never had a complaint. <laughs> that's right, Simple that's right. That. That's, a part of, that's a part of R&D. Yep. Um, but what I'm seeing here is this is, this is the first consumer available modification you can make to your 10 speed. Yep. Am I correct? Yeah. There's, there's no, I don't even know if they have a competitor right now for this. I, no, maybe I somebody else has I think there might it. be one other trans kit or there's two different options for the trans okay. kit itself. Um, but I mean, just talk about refinement, not having the ability to tune the trans. This is the next best thing that you can have. And ultimately in the market space, this is the best thing. This is, Because there yeah. is a trans tuning. Um, but you know, for a guy who you know, 400 horsepower just isn't enough, and you want to up the ante a couple hundred horsepower, and you don't want to sacrifice the drivability, you know, the shift kit really makes it. It's makes unquestionable. It this yeah. is this is one of those where when I heard about it in the shop, my first thought was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've driven stuff with shift kits. Right. Sure, some of the guys are going to like it, but most of our daily drivers, commuters, yep. towers, 
it's not really for them, right? Like, once something is fucked up and they need a shift kit to patch it, okay, we'll talk about it. <laughs> well, when you're talking to 200,000-mile, 15-year-old trucks all day, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's usually what it is. Yeah. Whereas in with this is, man, I got to be honest, just if you have if you have a 2020-plus, get it's this really shift hard, kit. It's really hard to be. Not what are you this. doing without it, man? Here, this is the road we did the draggy <laughs> pass on. The road we're driving on right now very reasonably and responsibly. And I don't trust you going over 80, and we're doing 80, 85, there, and it's just <laughs> super smooth, effortless. It is. It, yeah. it real, I just I can't get over how, how easily... It, it does the work, yep. right? It, it's just how simply and how smoothly she just runs. Yep. I, I I can't wait to hook up a trailer to this thing. Oh yeah, I really <laughs> feel like we need to like really load it down. Yeah. And Nick's favorite term, we need to lug it, yep. just lug the shit out of it, as he would say, um, and drag a trailer up a hill and really see, <laughs> you know, how bad does it get? How good is it? Like, like there's there's the testament. Yep. But yeah, for right now, if, if you're if you're commuting and you got a ten speed, um, this is on your short list, no question. I think you're definitely going to want engine tunes for your L5P. That's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, Chris, I think you and I would both strongly suggest you consider custom tunes instead of some right. of the box programmers out there. Although I'll give a shout out to the box programmers. I've been seeing feedback that they're getting better. Yeah, they're getting better for the L5P. I mean, you have some of the products they're on their version 3 now, version 4s, updates, firmware updates are getting sent out. I mean, Yeah. I love I love version 3. So, does that mean version 1 and 2 sucked? No, I mean, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm We're not, playing I'm not with passion. you. <laughs> I'm going to give them your number when they call in. No, no. Come on now. I think, so we're, we're referencing Edge here. I don't have a problem saying it. Uh, the Edge Pulsar, and it has good feedback. I got no problems with it. Uh, we know quite a few of the guys over at Edge. Uh, they're a great team, man. Yeah. No question. If you're looking for, like, entry-level tuning, it's, it's a solid it's option. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, is it going to give you the same results as custom tuning? Well, no. no. They're different products. You're going to get different results. And I mean, That's at just a level of, like, what this truck's at, you know, with a turbo upgrade, yeah. it's got the intake, it's got the whirly intake horn. Like, it has those upgrades that are going to warrant a custom tune. Sure. You're not going to get away with, you know, a boxed programmer like the Edge or the Banks or something along those lines if you want the truck to run at, you know, optimal capacity. Yeah. So, you know, it's a trade-off. It, at the end of the day, it's what do you want out of the truck? You know, what's your end goal? What's that What's that build for you look like? Sure. And then you properly, you know, place the components together to, to get to that end goal. So. Which I just always think about, like, how much time do you spend in the seat? What is your car payment yeah. a month? What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> like, if you, if you feel like you have paid a premium for the vehicle so you could have it because you wanted the best possible option, yeah. you're probably also the guy who's going to want some of the best possible upgrades. Right. You're going to want to get the most out of it. And that's where I say I, I would be interested to feel this shift kit in a completely stock truck with no yeah. engine tuning. I wonder, just I wonder out loud what that would feel like if you would still get a lot of the same benefits um, or if maybe you wouldn't notice as much. Right. You know, if maybe some of the, it would be a little more understated right. about the change. Uh, I will say add 100 horsepower to it and 
I would call this a need. I would say you need the shift kit once you've added 100 horsepower. And this, like you said, Chris, we've added, they've added 250. And you're running running this truck like a track car right now, just weaving and running. Oh, you know, I drove. I drove once or twice. You have confidence in this. And that's, you know, that's what this whole thing's about, you know? Well, it really is. It's, you have every creature comfort on earth because it's a really nice truck and it's a nice trim level too. Um, So, you know, you're going to get all the little bells and whistles, but also like in general, um, God, do you want to try describing drivability as something besides the truck does what you want it to do without right. you having to think too hard about it? Like, that overall is drivability. Yeah. And and this vehicle has it. I mean, yeah. everything from the way the steering responds to the way the brakes respond, which I'll say the brakes feel a little soft in my in my head. Um, and I think a lot of guys have voiced their their complaints about the lack of exhaust brake in these vehicles. Interesting. Uh, the 2020 specifically and newer. I don't know if the exhaust brake is actually back down or if this is just a... The 10 speed. Oh, well, you know, a, a Mandela effect, right? Where people just believe it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I will say it's compared to some of the other stuff that we've driven. Yeah, th- there's there's other little, like you said before, nitpicky things that I could I could really think hard and try to complain about, but overall... Well, you're a complainer, Paul. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm most known for is, <laughs> is how negative and complainer I am. Uh, probably not. But no, but but this is this is this is a phenomenal truck. Um, these this is I think a really well matched set of upgrades. Yep. I know I got to drive Nick's 2020 with the 67 G2 tuning intake horn S and B intake, and nothing done to the trans. Um, and it, it was still fun. Listen, yeah. it was still better than stock. You know? But there isn't there isn't that confidence in how the trans operates, yeah. and I think that that's that's the idea here is. Having something where you can apply the throttle and have that confidence that the trans is going to do what it needs to. It's going to work around the turbocharger. It's going to work with the engine's operation and, you know, work when work in sync, if you, you will. You So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, this has been a blast. I'm really glad uh, the guys over at I Build My Diesel uh, unknowingly participated in today's episode. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, big shout out to them. If you're not familiar with I Build My Diesel, please go jump online and Google iBuildMyDiesel.com and you'll find out what they're all about. They're a really cool parts store and they can match you up with some installers. It's a a really awesome program, so if you haven't checked them out, give them a whirl. Uh, For today, this has been Paul Wilson and Chris Emke. Thanks for watching. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, This has been Paul Wilson and Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, now for the record, you think you can handle this? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I think we can get through it. <laughs>